This week's podcast is made possible by a generous donation from the Lewis C. Skinner Foundation. I believe in the power of love. I believe that a generation of young people... I believe it deeply and sincerely. I believe in the importance of passing this knowledge. I believe that everyone wants to love All of these add up to my belief in the dignity of the individual. I believe in people. This I believe. In the United States, American Idol fever is in full swing. Viewers of Abu Dhabi TV are watching a different competition to find the best poet in the Arabian Peninsula. Contestants on Millions Poet showcase their rhyming abilities in Nabati poetry, known as the People's Poetry. Experts, viewers, and the studio audience send in their votes, and the winner walks away with more than $1.3 million. This week, in our ongoing series, This I Believe, producer Dan Gediman shares the essay of Ahmad Zaki Abu Shadi, an Egyptian who also tried to popularize Arabic poetry. He is Dr. Ahmad Zaki Abu Shadi, a doctor as in medical doctor, who grew up in Cairo, Egypt, to a rather prosperous family. His father was a lawyer and had something of a literary salon that he hosted. Then he goes off to London to be educated. And, of course, during this time, Egypt was very much uh, a, um, an Anglo-centric uh, place and uh, marries an English woman and then becomes a poet and writer. And he wrote in a, in a style that was ancient in terms of um, the format, kind of a bit like a sonnet in English poetry. And he publishes his first one when he's 18 years old, at the same time as he goes back to Egypt and works in the bacteriological field, doing research, and eventually becomes the associate dean of faculty of medicine at the school where he was working. So he has these two careers going simultaneously as a medical researcher, as a poet, and in his spare time he writes uh, libretto, he translates books, he's an accomplished painter, he gets involved with beekeeping and chicken raising, <laughs> um, and, and perhaps the thing he's most famous for in the, uh, in the Arabic world is that he started um, something of an, of an avant-garde literary society called the Apollo Club in the early 30s and edited their magazine. My understanding is that he was rather controversial within the the uh, world of Egyptian and larger Arabic literary world because he was taking this rather ancient poetry form and modernizing it. And he was very much um, a, a man of the early 20th century, so he was writing free verse. And this was considered... Um, heresy, I guess, in the literary world, and he took a lot of flack for this. And I think the essay that we're about to hear is largely inspired by artistic freedom as much as political freedom. And he felt that he was um, uh, persecuted in Egypt for uh, his artistic leanings, in essence, and uh, eventually got sort of fed up with the whole thing and emigrated to the United States in 1946, and then ends up writing his essay a few years later for this, I believe. It was really prolific, uh, publishing many collections, one of them uh, more than a thousand pages. That's a lot of poetry. It's a lot of poetry. I mean, you know, there's a there's a handful of, of poets in the English language uh, that have ever been so prolific. And he wasn't just writing poetry. He was also writing other kinds of books. He's translating books. Um, he's serving as a mentor to other poets and writers uh, in Arabic. One wonders when he had time to sleep. Well, in fact, his essay was in Arabic originally, right? 
That's right. Yeah, we should talk about that. There was a very interesting development uh, early on in the This I Believe history, and that is that they were approached very early on by the U.S. State Department. Now, remember, we're smack dab in the middle of the Cold War. The Truman government is in place in you know the early 1950s at this point. They're very concerned about containing communism. And there was a real concern after World War II that both um, the Middle East and Europe would go communist. And so a lot of the of what we know of as the Truman Doctrine and then the Marshall Plan in Europe was all predicated on the notion that we need to contain and keep out the communists. And so they came up with this idea of publishing a This I Believe book in Arabic and soliciting essays from various pro-Western Arab writers and thinkers. And they put together a book that was a bestseller. And um, I have a copy of this book. I haven't been able to get it fully translated. I'm dying to do so. But this uh, essay and a couple of others in the series were written by people who were bilingual in English. So this essay appears in Arabic in the book and then is heard in English in the essay we're about to hear. Well, let's hear the English version of the essay by Ahmad Zaki Abu Shadi. As a young man, I was greatly influenced by the stories I read about the heroism of great men of the past. What I learned of their love of freedom made a deep impression upon me. However, it was the merciless circumstances of my own experience which made book lessons secondary and led me to believe in and hold on to freedom as I hold on to life itself. Gradually, freedom became for me not only a synonym for life, but even for the Almighty. For the sake of freedom, I preferred to leave my country when tyranny was throwing independent thinkers into chains. In order to speak my mind and gain intellectual and spiritual liberty, I suffered the material and moral hardships of voluntary exile. This, I found, was the inevitable price of the task I had set myself that of upholding the principles of my beloved birthplace and serving the ideals in which I believe. Life taught me all this, and I followed its teachings with confidence and ease, never regretting that I obeyed them. How could I regret what was simply justice to myself and my most deeply held principles? As much as I believed in freedom for myself, I believed in freedom for others and tried to realize it for them. Thus I learned not to be egoistic, since egoism and lowliness are twins and both are contrary to human dignity. Likewise, I learned that endurance and perseverance are ingredients of this dignity. The secret of life is but endurance, whether for the happy or the unhappy. However, it is the endurance of the struggling fighter in the cause of a noble belief, which he preaches for the benefit of mankind, not the submission of the stricken coward that is meant. Life taught me as well not to blame others as much as I blame myself for failures which might have been avoided if I had been wiser and more wide awake. Hence, life taught me tolerance, even if I were slapped for it. For I found that toleration is an element of loftiness, and loftiness is fundamental to human dignity. I always feel that the blow aimed at me does more real damage to the aggressor himself. Moreover, a tolerant attitude 
toward him makes him feel the meaning of this inevitable and automatic punishment and often brings him back to the human fraternity. However, I have never believed in the toleration of evil at the expense of my dignity and idealism. Finally, I leave it to time, the recorder, and to fate, the supervisor, to do justice to me and the principles in which I believe and for which I sacrifice. I know that justice will be done, though it may not come soon nor ever be known. It is freedom which has made and sustained all that is worthwhile in me. It is the most precious treasure that life has granted me, to the extent that I have helped to preserve and enlarge it, I feel that I deserve life. Ahmad Zaki Abu Shadi, in his essay for This I Believe, he writes, For the sake of freedom, I preferred to leave my country when tyranny was throwing independent thinkers into chains. That's right. And you know, it, I am hardly a um, uh, historian of Egyptian 20th century political science, uh, but my understanding is, as we, we talked about before we heard the essay, that he was as much persecuted for his artistic sensibilities as he was for any sort of political leanings. From what I understand from the little that is written in English about him, he was really um, terribly disappointed that his sort of avant-garde poetic interests were so threatening to the literary establishment at that time. And uh, it was also a time where the political infrastructure of Egypt was topsy-turvy. And uh, when, you know, the whole notion of getting rid of the colonial era and the beginnings of independent indigenous uh, political parties and whatnot was all going on throughout the Middle East. And um, and Abu Shadi's father was part of a political party working for independence. There you go. So it, you know, was just time for him to get out of town. And uh he moved to the United States, and as I understand it, really embraced the whole notion of America, the United States, and all of the various kinds of freedoms that it espoused, from freedom of religion to you know, intellectual freedom, political freedom, etc. Um, I love this one line in here. Uh, near the end of it, he says, uh, I leave it to time, the recorder, and to faith, the supervisor, to do justice to me and the principles in which I believe and for which I sacrifice. So I guess we are the people now to, to record 60 years later, how does this hold up? He left Egypt before the 1948 uh, war with Israel and, uh, of course, before independence for Egypt in 1952, the, uh, the freedom that he writes about in his essay. That's right. And of course, it's been a, mis- a mixed bag for Egypt over the past um, 50 or so years. And, um, you know, I don't know that one would point to it as a paragon of freedom today, but certainly um, it, it wasn't at the time. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Dan Gediman is the executive director of This I Believe, Inc. To order the CD collections, Edward R. Murrell's This I Believe, Volumes 1 and 2, to read hundreds of essays from the 1950s, or to sign up for a free podcast, go to thisibelieve.org. Special thanks to producer John Gregory and to WFPL in Louisville. The Bob Edwards Show is produced by Steve Lichtai and Jeffrey Reddick for Sirius XM Satellite Radio. 
This podcast is a free service of This I Believe, Inc., a nonprofit organization that helps people write and share their most deeply held beliefs. To learn how you can help support this work with your tax-deductible donation, please visit thisibelieve.org support. For This I Believe, I'm Dan Gediman.